<sighs> UFC 278. I mean, yeah, the card that didn't get a lot of attention, but um, a lot of people are. We're, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who regret it now. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, damn. So let me hold on. Trying to get things set up here. Um, anywho, very interesting. Um, so we'll start Jose Aldo versus Marab. I mean, not a great performance for either guy. I mean, including you shut down Marab's takedowns, he's really got nothing, and um, that's what Aldo did. But Aldo never really followed up with anything, which was even more disappointing. Like, he just kind of sat there and just. He only threw 10 punches. He never tried to, you know, what was really getting to me was he never really utilized his jab. Never utilized his jab. Never tried to, you know, he threw some good shots to the body, but he never did anything that really, you know, that was really significant that would have garnered him the win. Um, I was, I, I will agree, you know, if a fighter keeps initiating the position and keeps stalling in that position, then they need to pretty much break them apart. Um, you know, Connor had a good, good uh, point to it. You know, leaned his way into victory. Refs need to separate stale positions quicker, especially if happening repeatedly. Earlier each time, earlier each time, it's fighting, guys. Not saying anything on Marab. He done what he had to do. Won the match. The ref should separate, though, to to potentially get a real finish. And that's true. Absolutely. Um, 100% agree. You know, Marab did what he had to do, but they should have separated him more. It was pretty clear. It was pretty clear that Marab didn't really, wasn't really doing anything in those positions. He just kept staying in those positions. There was a part of me that kind of felt that, you know, Jose Aldo won, but not really. Um, like I said, I honestly, I almost thought it was, could have been, I almost thought it could have been a draw. It wouldn't have been surprised if it was a draw. Uh, I wouldn't be, be surprised if it was a draw. Um, but all in all, I mean, after a fight like that, I mean, I don't see either one guy, either guy really go, well, of course, Aldo's lost his title shot, but... I don't see Marab fighting for for a title after after that, and he pretty much showed his weakness is that you shut down his wrestling. He's he's really got nothing. So um, yeah, Luke Rockhold versus Paulo Costa. I honestly said leading up to this fight, I had no faith in this fight really being good. I said this fight could either be really good or really bad, and. That's the fight. One guy, I actually know. Let me scratch that. I said that one guy is either going to look really good or really bad in this fight. And that's actually not true. Both guys were phenomenal. It was the definition of fuck it. These guys literally said fuck it and threw and just went to work on each other. I was a little surprised at Luke because, you know, Luke's very methodical, but he, he wanted to leave it all out there. And so did Paulo Costa. Um, both guys hurt each other. Luke dropped him big. There was a moment where Paulo mounted him, 
you know, even got his back in the end. But, you know, Luke got on top, started rubbing the blood in his face. It was a really bizarre fight, but really entertaining. You know, of course, Paulo Costa still shows that he has no fight IQ whatsoever. But, uh, like I said, it was a fun fight. It was a fun fight for two guys who, you know, clearly... You know, I win, lose, or draw. I, I didn't really see either one of them really fighting for a title. You know, I don't see Paulo Costa fighting for a title, and I don't see Luke Rockhold fighting for a title. And I love Luke Rockhold. He's one of my favorite fighters, but I, I just I didn't necessarily see it. Um, of course, after the fight, Luke Rockhold, he retired. Um, bittersweet. I would have loved to see him get the win and go out, you know, but he went out like a warrior. He went out on his shield. He fought like hell and, and proved a lot of people wrong who thought that he had no chin. He showed he completely had a chin. Even I, even in, in, and I was one of those few people who argued and said he does have a chin. But um, but either way, I mean, uh, you know, it was a hell of a career. It was very emotional and heartbreaking because you could tell he really fought his ass off. And, you know, I, I, I was I was pulling for him deep down. There was a part of me. That was really pulling for him because, like I said, he was one of my favorite. He's he's one of my favorite fighters, and just I I mean, it was kind of heartbreaking. But he went out like a G, you know. And looking back at Luke Rockhold's career, it's it's one of those things. It's it's almost like a Khabib. It's almost it's almost in the span of Khabib because he wasn't on top for that very long, but in the time that he was on top. He fought the best guys that they that there with that there is. He fought the best guys, even though he wasn't on top for a long amount of time. During that short period of time, he fought all the best guys that were thrown at him. And you look at his career; he he fought every he he fought everybody. He fought the like he fought the best, the toughest all shapes and size, he, he definitely does deserve to be considered one of the best middleweights ever. Um, definitely one of the most underrated middleweights ever because, like I said, he's won two championships in two different organizations fighting nothing but top-notch killers. You know, Jacques Ray, Weidman, Keith Jardine, um, Tim Kennedy, Michael Bisbeing. Yoa Romero, David Branch, Costa Philippou, I mean, Chris Wyman, Leona Machida. I mean, he's fought, he's fought Vitor Belfort. He's fought Tim Bosch. I mean, he's fought nothing but killers. He's fought nothing but dangerous. He's fought, even all the way up to the end of his career, he's fought nothing but killers. You know, he's fought nothing but, he's fought nothing but killers. Even even to the very even in his last fight, you know, he's never had an easy fight and he's never attempted to take an easy fight. You know, his 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 debut at light heavyweight, who did he fight? Jan Blakovich, you know, who would later on at the, who would later on become the world champion, who once again in, in who would later on become the world champion. And in retrospect, you know, but who at the time before he was a champ you would wonder why would he pick such a hard fight because Jan is a hard fight. But he chose that fight, and he fought him. And yeah, he lost, but it shows you the type of guy Luke Rockhold is. He definitely deserves to be considered one of the all-time best. I mean, he's he fought everybody. 
during when you look at his career, he fought everybody. There's no one you could say that he didn't. There's no one. Well, there's maybe a few guys who he didn't get to fight, who I've who I personally would have loved to see him fight, like Gegard Mousasi, you know, um, Robert Whitaker. I think him and Robert Whitaker would have been interesting. Gegard Mousasi would have definitely been an interesting fight, but. With the exception of a few fights that he didn't have, he fought everybody. He fought he he fought all the best guys that were given. He fought all the best guys that were thrown on him during the time he was on top. And it's unfortunate that we never got to see what a Luke Rockhold title reign would have been. I mean, we got a snippet of it back when he was in Strike Force, but in the UFC, he was at his, you know, we never got to see him at his peak. You know, in, in the UFC, we never got to see him at his peak. So, you know, it, you know, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, life's unfair, but life's unfair. But all in all, you know, at the end of the day, Luke Rockhold is definitely one of the best middleweights to have ever done it. He's fought everybody. He's accomplished everything he has accomplished. And he does he definitely deserves to be put up as one of the best middleweights to ever do it. Def definitely <clears throat> he definitely deserves to be placed up there as one of the best middleweights to ever do it. With without a without a doubt. With, with, without a doubt. Um you know, without a doubt. And, you know, he, he's gone through a lot, injuries, coming off of layoffs, fighting tough opponents, you know, while after coming off injuries. I mean, this guy, like I said, this guy has shown nothing but heart, skill, determination. He, he, he showed that he was a champion and he showed that he had the will of a champion. He was, yeah, so kudos to Luke Rockhold. It was a hell of a career. It was a hell of a run. And I'm honestly, I'm proud. And, and he's still one of my favorite fighters. He is still one of my favorite fighters, regardless. And I'll still watch his fights and his highlights, um, no, no matter what. Uh, he went out on his shield. And there's nothing. And that's, he went out on his shield. He went out like a warrior. And that's, I mean... And that's all you can really ask of somebody is that they go out giving their 110%. And that's what he did. Um, like I said, very underrated middleweight. Very underrated, very underrated middleweight. But, you know, but when you peel, when, when you actually sit down and you look at his career, definitely we never got to see him at his, at his peak. But in the time when he was at the top, he was definitely one of the best to ever do it. And he fought all the best there is. And when you look at his career as a whole, he fought everybody. All shapes and sizes, all different styles. And some fights he came up short, some fights he won. Either way, it was a hell of a career. And he will for always be one of the best middleweights ever. So, um, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards. This fight was going exactly how I pretty much said it was going to go up until the end. Um, Leon Edwards is a point fighter. Doesn't necessarily try to finish. 
He just kind of point fights and rides the rounds. And given the fact that he fights off the back foot a lot, Usman, this fight stylistically shines for Usman. And it pretty much went how it was going. You know, Usman was landing body shots. You know, he was landing body shots. He started pressing the wrestling. There was a moment where Leon took him down in the first round and then even had his back. But once again, Leon is not threatening. He Leon is good at acquiring position. He's not good at going. He's not good at getting submissions. He's all about just getting the position. You know, that was evident in the Nate Diaz fight. So it was pretty much typical Leon fighting the way Leon fights and Usman just overwhelming him. Fifth round, you know, it was the last minute, 50 seconds left. Usman, you know, he's hanging around on the outside. He's pretty much going on cruise control, which is the which is usually typical strategy of most wrestlers. When you know you've done the work, you they go on cruise control or they grow on cruise control for the rest of the round. And that's what Usman was doing. Leon throws <coughs> fakes the left. Usman slips, comes hit comes over, cracks Usman with a left head kick, drops him flatline. 50, 50 seconds left in the round. Leon Edwards is the new welterweight champion. Um, you know, this fight is pretty much just the epitome of y- you got caught. And it happens. You know, there's nothing really you could say about that. I mean, he, he got caught. It happens. There, there's nothing really you, you can you can say about that. Luke. I mean, I mean, Usman and and that just happens in fighting. You know, the thing is, is like, you know, and and it wasn't like Leon Edwards set this up. It wasn't a trap. It wasn't something that he was setting up. It was something that it was just one of those moments where he threw something and hoped that it sticks and it's and it's stuck. And that happens in fighting. You know, you're winning, you're beating the guy up, and then the guy throws something with the hopes that it lands, it lands, and then boom, you're on the floor. And that happens. It just sometimes you get caught. Sometimes you're on fire, you're dominating the fight, and you just get caught out of nowhere. And that's pretty much was that's pretty much what this fight was was Leon throwing something with the hopes that it would stick, and it stuck. And Leon became your new welterweight champion. I mean, it it was something shocking. But at the same time, you know, looking at it. But, you know, it was shocking. But at the same time, you know, looking at it, you know, I mean, you know, looking looking at it, you know, Usman doesn't really have the best. He's not best the best defensively. Um, He's not really the best defensively. And, you know, I mean, it was just it, it was just one of those. Like he just, it was just one of those moments where Leon threw something, and with the hopes that it would catch, with the hopes that he would catch him, and it caught, and he did. You know, I mean, everyone's done that. We've all done that. Anyone that's ever trained has ever experienced that or done that, where they just threw something, and with the hopes that it lands, and it lands, and they're like, "Oh shit, I can't believe I won," and that's pretty much what this was. But um. You know, you know, looking at the highlights and looking at the way it was, I mean, Usman just kind of it was almost like it looked like Usman just because it looked like Usman saw it and just decided to take it anyway, 
because the the kick was pretty the the, the kick was pretty obvious. Like it was it was kind of clear that he was getting ready to throw the kick from the way he was positioning himself. You know, it, it was. You know, it was pretty clear. It, it, it was pretty clear from the way that he was positioning himself that, you know, he was getting ready to throw the kick. And the kick was pretty wide. So, you know, it, it, it was pretty clear that he was getting ready to throw the kick. And the kick was pretty wide. So you could tell Usman just kind of didn't really think. So, so you could tell Usman wasn't really wasn't really planning on defending it or really trying to avoid it he just looked to take the kick when you look at the way he kind of dipped his head he was it was almost like he was he was anticipating to just take the kick right upside the dome and you know like I said it, it almost looked like he he was just and he was just looking to just take the kick you know because when you <clears throat> When you look at the way, you know, Leon was positioned and look at how wide that kick was, I mean, you know, it, it was kind of weird that Usman didn't try to avoid it. You know, it was weird that Usman didn't try to, like, avoid it or try to ca or, or catch it to, to counter. It, it, honestly, when you look at the way he dipped and when, when you look at the way he dipped, he, he didn't, it would almost look like he was bracing for it. Like he saw it coming and just decided to take the kick, you know, believing that he was, you know, believing that, you know, he was believing that his, his, that he was tough enough to, to hold up against a, against a head kick that would crack him on the dome. And, you know, that's always something that I've talked about is wrestlers toughness is always, <clears throat> their biggest weakness, their biggest strength, but it's also their biggest weakness. You know, we've seen that before where where guys, especially wrestlers, they see a shot coming and they just take it and just try to power through it, you know, and, and then they end up getting knocked out, knocked out a la Daniel Cormier when he fought John Jones. You know, he just he, he knew it was coming and he just decided and he, and he took it anyway because he believed that his toughness would hold up and and that's pretty much what Usman did you know when you look at the way when Usman when you look at the way Usman slipped to the side you know you could almost it almost looked like he was bracing for the kick like it, it almost looked like he was bracing for the kick it looked like that he was it was it looked like that he saw it and decided to take it instead of you know avoid it or block it you know Cause you could see him kind of you could you could see him tense up as he slips to the side, so you know that that's a big lesson in you know wrestlers. So yeah, that's that's a testament to wrestlers and how their toughness is also their biggest weakness because they'll they'll easily let them they'll easily walk into things <clears throat> or allow themselves to get caught too easily because they're so heavy they 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 believe they believe so much in their toughness <clears throat> that it becomes a detriment you know and that's what happened i mean you know not saying that not saying that the kick once again it doesn't change the fact that the kick was nothing more than a than one of those hail mary shots without a doubt it it absolutely was but at the same time you could also see it, you could you could also see Usman bracing for the kick as he slipped 
the feint, you know, because, you, you know, you could see Usman bracing for the kick as he slipped the feint because it was kind of obvious Leon was setting up for the kick and you could see how that kick was and you could see how wide that kick was coming and, and, and you could see how wide that kick was that it's it's almost impossible to not notice it. So he he saw it coming and look and looking back at the fight. He kind of, you know, he, he was just taking the kicks, really. He wasn't really defending them all that much, you know, unless they were front kicks. But but most of the, the round kicks, he was just taking them. So, you know, it's, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it kind of, it makes sense as to why he ended up getting caught, you know. I mean... The, you can only hold up, you, the body can only hold up for so long before you drop, so, um, you know, um, what's next, well, it's obvious, the trilogy's next, I mean, Usman 1-1, Leon 1-1, well, the trilogy, you know, it's obvious, the trilogy, which is either, who knows, it'll, it'll happen at the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, or sometime, in the first half of the next year, but yeah, with, with, without a doubt, but yeah, there, there's no way this trilogy fight's not going to happen, I mean, definitely it's going to happen, and you know, congrats to Leon, you know, he shocked the world, he beat the pound for pound best welterweight, pound for pound best welterweight, and um, you know, he gets to go home to London, a conquering hero, good on him, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I just keep, I just, it's just, it, it's just, it's pretty much, the, the the lesson of of the main event is pretty much just a testament in, <coughs> so yeah, um, I mean, yeah, the, the, the two lessons in, in this main event is pretty much, it, it's pretty much simple, I mean, you know, at any given time, you can get caught no matter how no matter how well you're dominating how good you're fighting you can get caught at any time nothing is certain and the second lesson would be a wrestler's toughness is also their greatest weakness because you know as we saw you know when Usman slipped the feint he was clearly bracing for the kick because he saw he was clearly bracing for the kick because he saw it coming and rather defend or or block it, he just decided to take it, you know, which was kind of the trend throughout the night. He was just kind of taking the kicks. Other than the front kicks, he was just kind of taking the kicks. And that's and that's just wrestlers, you know. They they don't really they're they're so reliant on their toughness that they'll they'll take a shot right to the dome because they they're just so they 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 believe in their toughness that much. So you know, those are the two lessons. I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, great. Um, Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. I mean, I I'm not surprised that Alexander Usyk beat Anthony Joshua. I mean, Alexander was the better boxer. He had the better movement. I just I just knew. Um, you know, Anthony Joshua did a good job of going to the body, but the thing is this, and pretty much every boxing page that I follow said the same thing: body work, body work. When you're ever dealing with a moving fighter, you you got to keep going. You got to get him to the body. 
but and but in order for it to be successful you have to be consistent to the body the the key to be the key to have successful the key to being successful against a moving fighter is consistency consistent is consistency for for the body work to be effective you have to be consistent whether it's constantly going to the body or following up with punches to the head you have to be consistent anthony joshua was just never consistent. He would throw some good shots to the body, but he would never follow up with more shots or shots to the head. And Alexander Ruskit, you know, being the smart guy that he was, never stood there. He never stood there and allowed himself to be hit more. He would make good decisions, moving out of the way, stepping out of range, tying up. You know, he was making smart moves. And Anthony Joshua just never seemed to get get a hold of that. He never seemed to like fig- make the adjustments the adjustments to overcome that. Um that was and that was something that was very telling, you know. Um Yeah, so w- without a doubt, I mean Alexander get he he's he's a bad man and you know um it definitely you know, de- definitely, it says a lot about, yeah, Alexander Uzik, man. Alexander Uzik, man, he's a bad man, and it definitely says a lot about, you know, just fundamentals and just, you know, the better boxer always wins. After the fight, Anthony Joshua completely lost his shit. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, and, and and so on one hand, you know, it was one of the biggest fights of his life and, you know, he lost and, you know, he had a lot of pressure on him and which was no doubt and he failed. I mean, on, on one hand, I could understand his outburst, but on the other hand, you know, um, losses happen when losses happen. But it's not what you do, it's what, but it's not what you do, it's what comes after. And what Anthony Joshua could have done was held his head high and gave Uzik his props and then went off into the back and, and cried his eyes out and, you know, maybe punched a wall. The, the 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 emotional outburst what he did was very very unprofessional and i know people are saying that you know give him a break but <clears throat> self control is the uh, is an utmost necessity to have both as a martial artist and as a man and losing your shit like that in front of everybody throwing the belts Walking up to your opponent and arguing with them and saying, how do you beat me? How can you beat? How, how did you beat me? You under, if you know boxing, you should know you didn't beat me. It's, it's unprofessional and it shows that you have a lack of self-control. You know, has a lack of self-control. So, you know, and we, you know, and as martial artists and as men, we have to have self-control both in and outside in the outside the ring, both before and after the fight, without a doubt. And for some reason, just Anthony Joshua didn't exercise that self didn't exercise that self control. So I mean, that that's it. Um, I mean, it's not like his career is over. He he's still good. He can still he can still compete. <clears throat> but um, 
He's just not being Alexander Uzik. Um, he could fight Deontay Wilder. That that'd be a good fight. But like I said, I mean, he there, there has to be a level. You know, he he ha- there has to be a level of self control and professionalism. And I mean, if he if you if you can't exercise that outside the ring, how do you expect to exercise that in the ring? And he clearly showed that he has a lot to learn internally. So, um, but all in all, great night of fights. Oh yeah, yeah. MVP versus Mike Perry. Uh, I'm not surprised Mike Perry won this fight, and the reason why is because the 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 no gloves really made a difference. You know, the the no gloves, the environment when you the environment really made a difference. You know, you know Michael Venom Page's style. He has adapted, it, you know, he's adapted for the cage. He's adapted, <coughs> you know, he's adapted it for the cage. You know, you know, fighting with MMA gloves is not the same as fighting without MMA gloves, just as it is, you know, when it comes to boxing gloves. And, you know, when just said as it is when it comes to boxing gloves, you know, and um, and then when you add the fact that they were in a ring that was shaped, you know, that was, and then when you add the fact that they were in a ring that was kind of shaped like a circle, you know, um, that was, that was shaped like a circle and, you know, not a big ring too. It was actually a very, you know, it's actually a small size ring. It it makes it hard for Michael Van Page to, you know, utilize that movement and that long and those long strikes that he likes to utilize due to the fact that he's fighting in a different environment. He's not using MMA gloves. It's completely different. You know, I mean, he he doesn't have the luxury of the kicks. You know, I know he, he, he boxed a little bit, but his kicks are his kicks are a very essential part of his game. And once again, even though, yes, he did box. Once again, we're talking about no gloves versus boxing gloves. And then on top of that, you know, he had a lot of he was fighting in a big ring. So he had a lot of space to move and adjust this. He's fighting in a smaller ring that's not conventional. It's round. And, you know, there's no gloves. So he's definitely and he can't kick. So he's definitely limited. Um, He's definitely limited. So it was no surprise that Mike Perry beat him. Um, I honestly was, I called Mike Perry beating him. Um, I I called Mike Perry beating him. So, uh, yeah, great, great night of fights. Great weekend. Um, uh, Yeah, great great night of fights. Great weekend. Um, I will do a breakdown of Dominic Cruz and Chito Vera. Uh, Man. Um, Dominic Cruz and Chito Vera. Uh, I didn't get to do a breakdown of that, but definitely, I, I honestly, I didn't really get to watch much of that one. I was busy. Um, I'm in the process of moving, so it's been hectic, but, um, definitely, um, I'll talk about some of the movies I saw and all that shit. So, but thank you guys for listening.